look back, as soon as we look back, we see Joel walk into this random van, like a random vehicle van, <laughs> and he just and, and the, the van just takes off. Hi, welcome back to the Headbangers podcast. I'm joined with Nathan. Here today is Chris from Skeletal Remains. One thing I want to ask you straight off the bat is I love you guys' merch. Like, there's so much out there. You've even got stuff like a skateboard. Um, I wanted to ask, is, is there any, like, secret Tony Hawks between you? Like, is there a reason why you chose to make a Skeletal Remains skateboard? Or is it just like, yeah, we'll just make one. Why not? Um, I think all of us in the band have been into skateboarding at one point of our, you know, in our life. I was into skateboarding when I was younger because my brother and my cousin, my cousins were really into skateboarding. I mean, they were a lot better than, than I am. I mean, I probably knew how to do basic things, fucking all the air kickflip and shit. But, you know, being a fan of skateboarding and playing video games like Tony Hawk and shit like that, um, or just watching old school skate videos, you know, and discovering bands that way, you know, like classic, like oh, Iron yeah. Maiden or Slayer and shit like that, you know? So we're all, I think all of us in the band are, um, you know, fans of skateboarding. Um, I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do any tricks nowadays, you know, it's been a while since I've ever, since I skated, but, uh, I feel, I've, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for the rest of the guys, but yeah, you know, we're just, fat. uh, like all our merch in general, we try to make merch that we would buy personally, you know, like, yeah. That we're a fan of so like um everything you know that we make it's something that you know we would wear or we would like like if, if it was, we were supporting a band buying merch from a band it was something that you know if they made something similar that's like something we would buy so we try to like make merch and put it like as a for, as a fan point of view like stuff that we like personally so yeah that's kind of that's kind of everything you see is kind of just stuff that you know shit that we're into or whatever but but yeah um yeah, we're definitely not. I mean, some of the old, the some of the members in the old, uh, the past lineups are really into skating. They were actually really good into skating. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's just something we've always wanted to do. Like the skateboard is something we've we've been wanting to do for a while, but we just didn't know how to get it done. And we finally, you know, found a good source to to make it happen. Yeah, it's crazy that overlap though, like between metal and skateboarding. Like it feels like it's almost like being tied to each other, like for such a long time. Like, cause I remember like being like what playing the original Tony Hawk and some of the like stuff that I actually still listen to is based off of that game. Like, it, I find it find it absolutely right. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm the same way. I mean, most of the stuff that I, you know, that I, like I said, it, it, I think skating introduced a lot of people into. Sorry, I hope it's not too loud. It's a back, uh, truck backing in. No, it's um, cool, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of I, I, I feel for a lot of people. You know, skating kind of introduced you know heavy music in general to like to a lot of people. I mean, it was like that for me. You know, growing up playing like the first Tony Hawk or the second Tony Hawk. You know, most mo- most of those uh, or both of those um, games had real like a really killer soundtrack. You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that I that I've discovered on those on those. Uh, on those games, it's like you said, it's stuff that I still listen to to this day, like Dead Kennedys or, you know, whatever stuff was on there, you know, that's kind of what I think I feel turned a lot of people into, you know, heavy music in general. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think they, they've, they've kind of been tied to each other, even just watching like, you know, skate videos, you know, they a lot of these skaters would be skating to like Iron Maiden or yeah. Metallica or Slayer, you know, so 
I think that 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 you know, I think it just has to do with you know skaters also being a fan of good music. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's also you get the same as well with uh, wrestling fans because you know I've got some friends that are into wrestling and they also say you know oh, I remember you know getting into metal from the the intros that some of the wrestlers would have or playing the games like a lot of the soundtrack would be metal songs. Uh, it's quite interesting. There's like a lot of different media that people you know watch or listen to and then they get into the music that way. It wasn't like a thing for me personally. Yeah. I did like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I don't think that was what got me into it. But it's interesting that it gets a lot of people into the music that way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, video games, I think, could play a big role. Like, not even just uh, Tony Hawk, like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Like, not metal. Well, they, they, they did have some metal stuff, but just good music in general, you know? Like, all the, like, Vice City, all the 80s stuff, you know, all the new wave stuff they had on there. And, um, you know, the GTA 3 or whatever. The, I think all that stuff had a lot, of, a lot of good music in general. So, yeah, video, I mean, I think that's what makes a good uh, game like good you know when it has when it has everything in one you know good music and obviously the game rules and shit like that but, but yeah anyways <laughs> yeah um i want to kind of bring up the new the new album because i thought it was absolutely fucking amazing um for one um and what i always like appreciate is i understand that you're also a vocalist as well as the guitarist how do you always like sort of bounce between the writing of the guitars and the vocals like what comes first for you um it's always the music man like the the vo the vocals always uh that's always the last thing i worry about especially like lyrics and um stuff like that but it's always the music i'm more of a guitar player than a vocalist honestly still don't even consider myself a vocalist i i feel like i just do it because well i mean to begin with the reason i started singing because i was never supposed to sing for this band but you know, when me and Mike started the band, we just, I think at first we were both supposed to be singing, but um, I don't know if we tried it out and like, we just agreed that I I should do it. I can't remember what, how it happened, but um, yeah, we I, I just ended up um, singing because we couldn't find anybody to do it. Um, and it kind of just stuck, you know, I, I, I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy doing, I do enjoy doing it, but at times, I do wish that, you know, I could just focus on guitar because it's what I do. I, mm. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I would prefer to be up there fucking focusing on trying to play everything correctly because it's not easy singing and playing at the same time, you know. Um, it's definitely something that I've gotten a lot better on with time. But, you know, at first it was very hard and, uh, you know, trying to play the riff exactly how <clears throat> how it's supposed to be played and singing at the same time, you know, it takes takes a lot of practice or whatever. But oh, come on, um, anyways, back to your yeah, yeah. But back to your question, um, it's usually always the music that comes first. Like I always focus on on um, on riffs and then you know putting a song together. However, you know when I'm writing um, the music, I always tend to have keep stuff like that in mind. Like, hell, I want this. Like, I want this riff for like for a verse, and then uh, once I have that down, you know, I'll. I'll do a bridge thing or maybe i'll try to it depends you know how what 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 i feel would come next but there's always like that thought in my head like okay this is kind of like where i want to sing and then i start kind of somewhat getting ideas of somewhat of a pattern like vocal pattern and then at, at once the music is all done then i'll we'll sit down and try to come up with lyrics and once once we write lyrics then i'll i'll usually um i'll usually try to like figure out patterns to fit the lyrics into the music yeah is it like um with your vocals is there like always a specific 
subject matter you always lean towards or is it kind of like whatever sort of fits for you that you kind of pick to write a like song about did you say subject sorry i don't understand uh yeah like, like is a there a specific yeah certain subject that you always sort of lean towards when you're writing your vocals and stuff um i mean i guess death would be one of the main like mm. we i mean it depends like we we whatever we write about whether it be in like um we i mean we, we tend to write about different things um you know different albums have different uh, lyrical ideas we never we've never done like a concept record where the whole record is based off one single idea it's always different things whether it being an idea that comes from a movie or you know from a video game or a book that we read or an idea that comes from other music that we've listened to like uh for example um this uh one of the songs on the newest record congregation of flesh that idea came from devoured by vermin from cannibal corpse that's kind of like where we got that idea we've always wanted to write a song about uh like you know rats or fucking vermin just eating you alive um we obviously took that as an influence and we just made our own story to it you know like we changed it around and you know made it our own thing but that's kind of the way it's always worked whether it being any idea that we take from like i said a video game movie we just take that and we just try to make it as brutal and as make it i guess try to just make it our own you know try to like make it so it's you know so we give it our own twist to it but but yeah it depends man it's always different you know um to be honest i'm not the best I, I don't consider myself being the best uh, writing lyrics. That's I think that's my weak point. Um, I'm I'm much better I'm much better at just writing music and coming up with riffs and putting songs together. But when it comes to writing lyrics, that's I think that's probably part part of the reason why I leave that towards the end because I hate doing that shit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I usually uh, you know I usually that's where I I tend to get a lot of help from from the rest of the guys you know uh, they like mike for example helped a lot with lyrics for this record and so did noah um just because i don't know i i i usually have trouble writing lyrics and it's weird because when i first when we first started the band i felt like i had i was it was a lot easier for me and i don't know now it's kind of became harder for me but um but yeah it, it, it depends dude it, it like it's not always about one thing i just it just you know just what ideas we might have at the moment and um you know me or any of the guys in general you know yeah. if you bring up something like oh we should write about this and it sounds interesting and everybody's into it then that's kind of how it goes yeah absolutely so we are trying to introduce like a new section to the podcast which we tried before but want to kind of try it on you as well um so what cocktail do you reckon skeletal remains would be if you could choose like when i listen to you guys i think it's a bit like a bullfrog you know it keeps you on your toes you know with the fast christian wrist but then it slows you down like tequila with the crunchy wrist as well so what would you say what cocktail would skeletal remains be cocktail like a drink yeah shit i don't know man um <laughs> i've never really thought about i mean no one's really <laughs> ever asked me anything like that i mean if i mean me personally if i drink cocktails i'm a pretty straight up guy i'm usually like a whiskey ginger ale type of guy so i mean i, I don't i honestly don't even know cocktails by their name i mean i know the, the very like basic simple like whiskey cola stuff like that but i wouldn't be able mm. to sit here and name a bunch of different cocktails because when i do drink liquor it's i'm more of a straightforward guy you know just give me either whiskey on the rocks or like whiskey and cola or whiskey and ginger ale so i don't know i mean i guess i don't, I don't know 
uh, that's I've never really thought about that, but I guess since I'm a fan of whiskey and ginger, I would say I'm th that's what it is. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always a good choice. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with a whiskey on the rocks as well. So yeah, yeah, I guess something just to fuck you up, you know. So anything yeah. that will fuck. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I absolutely love about you guys is you're so like crushing, like with the death metal like you go for. It's just so hard hitting. What's like the influences that you sort of brought into Skeletal Remains? Like, what do you all sort of bounce off of each other with? Like, go, oh, I, you know, I love this sort of album. You know, I really like this riff. I really like that riff. What's who influences you most um, with Skeletal Remains? Um, well, I, I definitely think it's it's changed with time. You know, when when, when I first started this band, it was obviously. All, most of the death metal classics, you know, like Cannibal Corpse, Pestilence was a very big one. Um, for me personally, like vocal-wise, you know, that was one of my biggest, still is one of my biggest influences, you know. Um, but, you know, all the classic death metal stuff, Possessed, Death, Gorguts, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, Deicide, a lot of the Florida stuff, you know, mm -hmm. everything that was going on in, the Flor in Florida, like in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, Malevolent Creation, Solstice. And then I'll, obviously, you know, some of the stuff from New York, Demolition Hammer being one of the biggest influences when we started this band. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's changed It's changed with time. And not not necessarily that the influences have changed, but just the styles. You know, every band has, like, for example, Morbid Angel, each record sounds completely different from each, from each one. You know, that's what I like about Morbid Angel. And I think with time, you know, we've kind of done some we've tried to do, do something similar where we don't make each album sound the same which is not a bad thing you know there's bands that have albums that sound you know like themselves like you know they all sound similar to each other but they're a fucking killer um but yeah we try to do something where like each record is a little bit different than the other um and i think that has to do with uh you know just influences changing like you know um mm. uh I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to explain. You know, the different uh, you know different bands. I mean, not 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 that it's a different band, but you know, different records influences. I think have influences with time. Like for example, when we were first, when we were writing the first record, Skeletor Remains record, we were more into you know, uh, you know, the first Morbid Angel record. You know, Altars of Madness or Blessed. Where now. I feel like for the new stuff that we write for Skeleton Remains, we take more influence for from the later stuff that Morbid Angel did with, you know, Steve Tucker, like the Steve Tucker era, you know, like Formulas or um, Gateways to Annihilation, you know. Um, it's just, I, I don't know, I feel like, uh, not that I've gotten bored of those first couple of Morbid Angel records, you know, I think they're some of the best records ever written in death metal in general, but um, I don't know, I feel like maybe, uh, maybe it has to do with Growing, with growing up or just listening to the style of music for so long i feel like now i i i personally prefer you know the later stuff um of morbid angel now compared to you know when i first started this mm -hmm. band you know we i when i first started this band i would tell you you know oh no you're crazy the first morbid angel and second morbid angel record are the best thing they've ever done but now I, I, I you know it's the complete opposite you know I, I think that you know the later obviously not i'm not talking about the stuff they did you know uh, the last record they did was great too but you know obviously the one before that was shit uh yeah but yeah the stuff they did yeah but you know the later the later stuff they did with steve tucker especially when uh, eric rutan was involved you know that's, that's i think that's 
it just has it's i don't know it's kind of weird i'm not really sure how to explain it but i feel like with time you know different albums from different bands have you know have influenced us uh when it comes to writing you know new material but you know uh it's not to say that we don't still take influence from the first you know from the stuff that we were listening to when we first started this band you know um demolition hammer for example was one of the biggest influences uh you know to this band and till this day you know when we write music you know i still i still take very uh, i still take a lot like how do i put it i uh, there's still a lot of big influence you know till this day when i write you know um skeletal remains stuff but but yeah i don't know it depends man i mean it, as far as like a certain riff like it's not really i can't really like tell you just all oh, this one riff really like it just it just depends so you know what yeah, i'm doing on the day yeah exactly what day and what what i'm listening to that day and you know i could be sitting at home uh, uh you know having breakfast i have my guitar next to to the kitchen table so like if i'm having breakfast and i'm done eating breakfast and my kids are still eating you know i'll be sitting at the table with them and i'll just grab my guitar and uh come up with a riff and that's you know it just it just depends on the you know it's not really like sometimes i'll sit down and like i'll say okay i'm gonna take three hours today and try to write something sometimes i'll sit down for three hours and nothing will come out you know it's just i'm not feeling it mm -hmm. that day so it really depends i don't know just hope i didn't get away from the from the question too much no now. no oh, no man it's been like that that was quite interesting to be fair um because we're like we'd never really had bands like openly talk about like Oh yeah, no. We always get bands that kind of lean to all the older albums as influences, but it's good. It's refreshing to get, sort of get someone to go. Oh no, I also like the new stuff that they also release because you always get people that sort of go. Oh yeah, it's always the classics and the name like Altars of Madness and and stuff like that. So it was interesting actually getting a perspective of someone going. No, it's also the new shit. Like I appreciate the new stuff they're writing. Mm. Yeah, definitely, and and it, and it goes the same way with like Cannibal Corpse, for example. You know that new record they just dropped oh, is fucking it's, it's awesome. A banger. Oh, it's amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, I mean, nothing, nothing towards against people that you know are more like you know, just like I, I, I'm sure with any scene, you know, scene where you're at or here in LA, there's these people that are like, oh no. Oh, first de first record and demos only, you know, like, oh, it's the best thing they ever written. But like, no, have you actually gave it a chance and listened to the stuff they, you know, they did after the first record or that they've done, you know, their last record? Like, you know, I, I just try to stay op as open minded as possible. You know, if it's if I if, if it moves me, if it makes me feel fucking like, you know, like listening to the first like how I felt when I when I first listened to Morbid Angel, for example, or Deicide, you know course i'm gonna be into it but you know um you know we just try to be a lot more open-minded not just old bands in general like there's a lot of new bands that influence us you know like dead congregation being one of them mm -hmm. i think one of the I, to me is the best death metal band around this like in this day for when it comes to new although they're not that new you know they've been around for a while but when it comes to like the whole newer style of, or the newer bands you know the new newer wave of death metal whatever the fuck you want to call it um I think Dead Congregation is definitely my favorite from all of them, but um, but you know that's for a perfect example. They play a big a big role in, uh, as far as influences, you know, for especially for the new stuff that we that we write, you know. But you yeah. find as well, like you know, especially with the older bands like Morbid Angel, you know, Deicide, um, 
as they grow older, you know, they do actually perfect the sound a bit more. So, you know, although oh, there's a lot of classic albums there from the 90s, sometimes when they release an album now, they've had all that time, you know, going through the trials and tribulations, trying to find their perfect sound. And now when they release an album, like Cannibal Corpse, that newest album, I'd definitely put that up there with some of the classics because, you know, they know what their sound is, but they know how to make it different every time as well. And it's honestly a killer album. And you do get that from a lot of the older bands. They've had that time to, you know, perfect everything. And it just sounds amazing now yeah exactly i agree man totally 100 percent. yeah and yeah i can't i can't i i would say the exact same thing i put i put that last record even though i mean all my i've I, to be honest i there's not one cannibal corpse record that i don't like i liked everything they've done you know from the beginning you know um you know there's people you know there's people just like with iron maiden or with cannibal corpse you know all oh, they per they prefer paul diano or they prefer chris barnes over george yeah, fisher's yeah. like no each i think each each you know each one of them has you know they're, they're all good for what they are you know but but yeah definitely i mean yeah, yeah I, I agree with you with what you're saying i think i think um you know as bands you know they like as bands get older and they grow they, they just grow you know and they they learn how to perfect their you know their 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 art i guess no absolutely and one thing that i do appreciate about you guys as well is you you have you adapted that raw style that you know a lot of bands might not have nowadays you know you've got that raw aggression do you think it's important to keep that in death metal you know when you're creating albums uh i i would say so i mean I guess it depends, man. It all depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, I think for what we're trying to do, I think it fits perfectly. You know, we, I mean, I've never really looked at it like, oh, we got to sound this way. It's kind of just like we write, to be honest, we write whatever we write for ourselves. If we mm -hmm. think it's good, then we'll release it. You know, if, if you don't, whoever listens to it, if you don't like it, don't like it, don't listen to it. I'm not, mm -hmm. we're not here to tell you to listen to our music. You know, we're just here releasing the music that moves us, you know, so if you're into it, that's fucking awesome. You know, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 it's an honor to, for, you know, for, it's an honor for us to hear that people are, you know, in love with, you know, all our music or, you know, really support to what we're doing, you know, because in the long run, we're all just doing this for ourselves. We're not really doing it to, to satisfy anybody, you know, but yeah. as far as like, you know, as far as like, like as if, if I think records should be raw or, you know, should be super polished, like it all it just, I think it all just depends on what you're trying to do. You know, um, we obviously are trying to just write the most memorable and extreme type of death metal as, you know, I guess I'm not really trying to explain it, but just trying to write death metal. That's going to be very extreme and very memorable, you know, like a mixture of Norman angel and, leprosy style like leprosy death you know where you have all these crazy fucking uh hooks that you know will stick to you while still having that extreme edge that you know formula fatal to the flesh has that's kind of what we're just trying to do i wanted to ask uh, what's like your funniest or worst tour story maybe the two are intertwined but do you have like a, a defining moment in you know skeletal remains tour history that you remember being the funniest or the worst um Shoot. Uh, I guess the worst, the worst story. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst story, but not this. I I can't remember. I think it was our last summer, the last tour, not the last tour we did, because the last tour we did in Europe was that that municipal waste 
uh, Toxic Holocaust tour. That was oh, fucking, that was that. I think that that was that was fucking awesome. But I think it was a tour before that. Um, it was like a. I think it was like maybe I think we were doing like festivals in the summer with like a bunch of shows in between. But um, it's not the tour. The show was fucking great. It's just we had a fucking shitty driver that made the tour really fucking like it, I, I just I, I was just not not really feeling I mean the shows were great, great and everything but I mean I, I don't know if I would call that I guess the worst story I mean it's not I don't I mean I don't really want to name drop anyone but we just had a shitty shitty driver which made us put us in a shitty situation but um I guess I guess I could say a funny story and it's it's probably I mean it's not the first time that I said it but every time somebody asks me about a tour story this is always the one that comes to mind just because mm-hmm. um I don't know because it's it's fucking it's it's I mean at the time it wasn't funny but now thinking about it it was fucking now it's like funny um but so we played we played uh Hellfest in France I believe I want to say maybe I don't remember the year maybe 2018 or something I can't remember 2016 maybe I'm not sure but anyways we played uh yeah we played Hellfest and I think this was the first show of the tour and this was uh the first tour we've done with, we were, we had done with this drum, the drummer that was drumming for us at that time, um, and so we were kind of like, I mean, we've known the guy for a while. He was already in the band for for a bit, and we you know we hung out a lot, partied and shit. So we knew he was kind of um, a bit of like when he partied, he got a little over the top. He got a little too drunk, and he wouldn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Anyways, so we played this fucking show. We we played Halfus or whatever, and. Uh, we had a sick ass show or whatever. After the show, we went back to our, our uh, like uh, green room or backstage or whatever. And um, I can't remember if it was after we played or before, like when we first arrived. But there was like these Jack Daniel uh, people that would come to each one of the rooms, and I think they would ask to take a picture, and they'd give us like a free Jack Daniel bottle. So I can't remember if it happened after the show or before, but we had a Jack Daniel bottle. And, as soon as we got done playing, we started fucking drinking this bottle, and we went to go see Vader. Um, I think they were like, I think I think after we played, I think it might have been Havoc and then Vader. So we went to go see Vader or whatever, and we you know we we're having a good time. We were all fucking um, you know enjoying ourselves or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, our drummer, as usual, had a little too much to drink and. You know, he's like, I'm gonna go in the pit. I'm like, all right, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll be here, man. I don't. I know we're not gonna see each other anymore because once you go in there, we're not gonna find you. So, it's exactly what happened. He went in the pit, and that was the last time we seen him for probably like 14 hours. So we couldn't. <laughs> we could not, we, yeah, we uh we were like, it was our, our driver was like, I think our hotel room or something was maybe about an hour, an hour and a half away. So our driver wanted to leave quite early i mean not that early i think maybe he wanted to leave like at 10 p.m or something so he could have enough sleep to drive you know for the drive the next day so um he wanted to leave and we're like shit dude well we can't find our drummer and uh you know his phone is off we can't we can't get a hold of him so anyways we're like you know what just go go ahead go get some rest and we'll try to find a way to get to the hotel maybe in a taxi or if we're not there in the morning, then come back and pick us up because that means we didn't make it back. So anyways, we went around, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to Halfest, but it's a huge fucking festival with, I don't know how, how, how. Uh, it's like a city, isn't it? Like it is. just built in the middle of France, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like super huge, dude. So we're like, 
I mean, it felt like we walked miles to fucking to get to the front of the like to the entrance of the festival. It felt, I mean, we were fucking drunk too, so it felt like at least a mile or two. So we were walking around this festival with thousands of people trying to find him, and we can't find him anywhere. And um, you know, that was that was. I mean, that was pretty much like we did that for like maybe two or three hours, and we're like, dude, we cannot find this guy. So. Uh, I think going to the entrance or going outside was like our last resort. So it must have been after the, you know, the yeah, it was definitely after the festival and, and everybody was done playing. So it must have been maybe like one or two in the morning. I can't remember how late it was, but we're like he's nowhere to be found. So we went, we went all the way to the to the entrance, and we couldn't see him anywhere. I think we went outside or something, and we saw somebody just like passed out on the floor. Or like shit, I think that's Joe. So we as we got closer, yeah, it was him. So we found we found him, and then we had to go find a fucking taxi to uh, <laughs> to get back to the hotel. So we found the taxi. The taxi didn't. Uh, I think he. I can't remember what was the deal. I think, oh yeah, we didn't have any money, so we only had our cards. But he didn't accept. Like we couldn't pay with a card, so he had to take us to an ATM like twenty minutes away, and then take us to our hotel. So. I don't. I think we. I mean, by the time we got home, it was already there was already the sun was out. So we got we got off the taxi and we're. Or by the time we got to the hotel, whatever, we got off the taxi and we're walking in the gate of the of the hotel, and I, I mean we're all fucking tired. So as we're walking in the gate, we, we like we're like, I, I think the whole time you know we were uh, we were like uh, the whole time we were on our way back to the hotel, you know. Joe, our drummer Joe, who got lost, he was all drunk and he was just talking shit the whole time. Like, oh, you fucking left me. And I don't know. I'm like, dude, we didn't leave you. Fucking try- We've been trying to look for you for the past couple hours. You know, we didn't fucking leave you. We would have left you. We would have been out the hotel and you would have been over there at the festival. You know? So he was just drunk, talking shit, uh, mad or whatever, you know, usual, usual Joe. And um, anyways, we noticed as we were walking into the hotel, we didn't hear him like, wait, what, what, how come Joe's not talking shit anymore? And we look back. As soon as we look back, we see Joel walk into this random van, like a random vehicle van. <laughs> and he just, and, and the, the van just takes off. And we're like, what the oh, fuck? No. Like, what, 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 the, what the fuck just happened? Joe's, not, Joe's gone now? So we're like, fuck this shit, dude. We're not, we, we're, we have no idea where he is. We're not, we're, we're not going to find him. He doesn't have his phone. So. We go back in the hotel room and we're just like sitting there like, shit, what are we going to do? You know, hopefully he sobers up soon and he calls us or he tries to find a way to, you know, to get a hold of us. And I think uh, we must have passed out or whatever. And then like an hour or two later, we, I just I wake up to a fucking phone just blowing up. It's just ringing and ringing and ringing. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, dude, uh, my, my bass player at the time, Adrian, like, dude, your fucking phone's ringing. Answer your phone. It's probably Joe. And it was I guess it was. Vader's drummer was calling us, and he's, like, and he's like, "Hey, man, we have uh, your drummer got in a taxi with us, and he came to the airport with us." And we're like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, he's here." Or I don't know if it was the airport or the train station, but he's like, "Yeah, your drummer is here at the train station, and he's trying to get a hold of you guys." And um, yeah, we, we don't know what to do because we got to take a I don't know if it was a plane or train. We got to we got to go back home, so we don't want to just leave him here. So, anyways, long story short. Um. Yeah, he ended up at the train station or the, the airport with, with Vader, <laughs> and I think we I think we went and picked him up. I don't remember what happened after that, but yeah, I guess that that was def that's definitely one of the funniest story. I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but now thinking back to it, it's definitely one of the more funnier stories. At least the one, that, the only one that I can that always pops up to my mind when somebody asks about a funny story. 
It's almost <laughs> like you, when when the Vader drummer had to like call you guys to say that they found him. It's like when you find a stray dog, like, hey, that, I think we found a dog here. Like, you know, it's looking for its owners. <laughs> it's just like, I can't, I can't imagine like yeah, the scolding that you guys must have given him, like when he served up. He can't have been happy after that. Yeah. No, he, he definitely didn't have a, I don't think he had a good time for the rest of the tour. I mean, we, you know, we were, we, you know, I love the, he's, he's one of my good friends to this day, and I, I love the dude. But that's, that's probably one of the big reasons why he's not in the band anymore. You know, because it, it wasn't it wasn't the first and it wasn't the last time it happened. So there's yeah, a lot more first, like, oh, times. On, yeah, there's a lot more times that it happened again, and um, yeah. But you know, it was it was you know we were, we were fucking kids trying to have fun and you know do whatever possible to get fucked up. So um, you know I can't blame him. You know we were just out there having fun, but. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely one of the one of the funnier stories. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> no, a, that was a good story. Just imagine Vader at the airport or like the train station, just being like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do? Our flight's in like ten minutes." Yeah, I, I, honestly, I I can't. I have no idea why they just didn't kick him out of the band. Like, like, what the fuck? Are, why are you getting? Around? I don't know. I don't really know. But <laughs> it's just exactly so sure. Right, just come yeah, on. Yeah, like yeah, come on in. Let's go to the let's, let's go to the airport. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, no worries, no worries. That's fucking. That's a great story. That's one of the top stories, to be fair, that we've had on the on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one one thing I always I want to kind of ask you is, you know, one thing that I think America has over the the British scene anyway is just the amount of volume of great death metal bands that come out of America, um, and it's mainly I've noticed it's always in either Florida or California. What do you think it is about those two states that make death metal so brutal? Like, what do you think it could be? Like, could you th- do you think it could be the weather or? Like... I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. I, I, you know, I've, I've thought about like, especially back in you know in the nineties or whatever. Like, what? I mean, all the fucking classic bands were coming out of Florida. I mean, sure, you have you have some some here and you know in LA, so obviously the clot like the second ten and stuff. But um, you know, most of the, the the best stuff to this day was coming out of Florida. And I don't know, I don't know what what it was. Maybe the hot weather. I don't know. Maybe just I have no idea, man. But I mean, definitely, I agree. There's definitely a lot of there's a lot of good bands that you know, especially to this day. You know, there's a, I mean, when we first started back in 2011, there wasn't really many bands doing what we were trying to do, you know, like the whole death, old school death metal worship or whatever. Um, that's part of the reason why we started the band, you know, we're like, Hey, we should, let's, let's make, let's, let's try to, you know, cause at first, at first we just started as a cover band, you know, we were just two friends that got together, drank beers and played, you know, covers together, you know, of the classic, you know, the classic records, you know, considered dead or leprosy or spiritual healing or whatever. And, um, we got tired of doing covers so we're just like hey why don't we you know why don't we just start writing our own stuff and that's kind of how we started because there wasn't many bands doing it but you know nowadays there's a there's a new band almost every week you know every, yeah it's it's crazy yeah you know you see all these all these new bands coming out and there's some really good ones there's some that are not that good but there's some that are really good that i really enjoy but, but yeah man i don't know i'm not really sure what what you know what what the reason behind that is but i mean whatever it's- it is it's interesting though, like to yeah. see because I feel like now we're getting a 
a bigger surge of death metal bands as well. Like, it's, you know what's weird as well? Like, a lot of death metal bands recently have coming are coming out of Austin. Like, which what I always found crazy because like Austin was always quite a quiet state. I thought for when it came to metal, but now like you're getting like just this flood of death metal bands coming from Austin. That's what's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of. I mean, just I think Texas in general. I mean, I mean, just a lot. Of, I mean, it's. I feel like just death metal in general has been getting a lot bigger these past couple of years, and you know, that's. It seems like a lot of people are really, you know, appreciating it. Like appreciate, yeah, they really appreciate it. Like maybe how it was. I wasn't around in the '90s to know what it was like then, but I feel like, um, I feel like it's dating back to you know how it used to be. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a lot, a lot of new bands coming out, and a lot of, uh, you know, just. You, Compared to like how I said when we started, there wasn't many any death metal bands doing it. I mean, yeah, sure you had the classics and stuff, but here in LA, I mean, especially where you know, like shows that we would go to, there wasn't many death metal bands. But now yeah, it's just like now it's just such an influx, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, a good time yeah. for metal at the moment. I think like a very good time. There's lots of good bands coming out all the time, which is great to see. What would you say is? Um, like the most defining moment of the band for you, like the moment I'd say you're most cherished and you're most proud of since you've been going? Um, I mean, that's hard to say because there's just been so many. I mean, I, to me, one of the most important moments for the band was, I think when we, I guess, kind of saw this as like, okay, because at first when we started, we were just like, just having fun, you know, not that we're not having fun anymore, but back then it wasn't really serious. It was more just like, you know, making music, getting drunk and, you know, just having a good time. And I think when we, when we did our first European tour and when we played, um, party sand festival in Germany, like we played, I think like at noon or something, we were the first band and we we're like, okay, we're going to play this festival. There's probably not, there's probably going to be like 30 people there. There's not going to be anybody there because everybody's drunk from the night before. And, uh, you know, everybody's hungover, at least from the night before. I really doubt there's going to be anybody. So we're just like, whatever. Um, let's just go up there and, you know, fucking have fun. And we went up there and the fucking crowd was completely packed. It was fucking, so many people were like, holy shit. You know, we're that, I think when we did that show or that festival, I think that's kind of what, like, that's kind of like when we found that, like, okay, maybe we can actually do something with this, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, maybe we, if we're actually serious, maybe we, you know, we can actually get somewhere. And I think I, I find, I find that's like one of the most memorable, memorable moments for me personally. Um, but you know, there's so many, like being able to release the record, like the last record, you know, I never thought we would be able to release it. I mean, to me, that's the best thing we've ever done. And um, I never thought we'd ever we'd be able to release a record that's at that you know at that level you know. Um, so there's there's a lot of different moments, but I think definitely that playing that festival for the first time, first tour we've ever done, you know, and um, seeing the response from the people and having Mark Groove from Morgoth come up on stage and sing a song with us, like that was like it, it was just all around. That was just one of the best moments of my life, you know. So that was really really killer. Absolutely. I think it's like, you know, knowing that all your hard work's paid off and you can see the reaction of the people watching you. And yeah, I imagine that's a very good moment for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said, this was 
I think I think when we did this tour, I think it was we just had our first record out, and yeah, we just didn't know we 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 didn't know what we were gonna we, we didn't like we didn't know what we were gonna expect or whatever. We just thought that maybe you know people didn't know about us, but it seemed like a lot of people were actually there to see us and knew the band, which was to us very shocking because you know we were just you know we were just some kids and uh, you know. We had just released, I mean, we had released our first record, so we had a record out, but it was our first tour, and yeah, like I said, we just didn't know what to expect, and it was, mm-hmm. it completely just blew our mind, so that was, that was really fucking sick. Yeah, no, I, I feel like if I was in, in your boots there, I'd have been like, oh my fucking god, sort of thing, like, because it's, it's one of those things, like, I, I suppose you just never really know what to expect until you're there, and when you see something right. like that, it must just, like, make you t- kind of take a step back, and be like, shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. It's, I mean, it gives me chills thinking to thinking about it, you know, now. So yeah, it's, it, I definitely say that was one of the most memorable memorable moments for Scout Scout Remains history or whatever. Definitely, definitely. For sure. Um, the the new album is absolutely fucking insane. Like it's genuinely amazing. Um, I thought it was Thank such you. a brutal uh, album. Yeah, for like, sure. It easily like probably from my my top of like last year that i've listened to um but what would you say is like next what what do you see like as the next point for you guys because there was so much that was different in this album what do you think's the next thing for you to bring bring to it like okay next album we want to kind of go like this what what would you say um i don't know we i mean we've already started writing new music for the next record and we never we've never really sat down and, and like try to map things out like oh you know we want to go in this direction it's kind of just happened the way it's happened mm. um we're kind of just you know the next record is just going to be i feel like the next chapter like you know it's just the next music that came after writing that record it's not really like i mean you know we've always had that thought behind our heads like we obviously want to get better as a band so um that's definitely something we you know we obviously want to release a record that's going to top the last one that's all we i think that's yeah. a goal for any, any band in general you know try to make a better record than you know than you, the last one you did but um as far as like in what direction we're going to take it it's not really like we haven't really talked about it we're kind of just writing music and seeing what comes out um i could tell you that it's going to be you know similar to the last record i don't think it will be exactly the same but it's just i think it will just be i guess then I, I'm not really sure how to how to explain it, but I, I think it's just going to be you know the the next chapter, I guess. I guess you can say it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, going off the stuff we've been writing, it's definitely similar to the last record. Um, you know, a lot of uh, like extreme. I mean, we don't we, we don't want to take it to the point where it's too too brutal, you know, or too extreme. You know, we still want mm-hmm. it to be memorable. So um, it's definitely still going to be you know in the same same style as the last record but you know i feel like we we might we might want to i mean not that we've really t- talked about this but i me personally i i would like to bring back um you know a lot a lot of the earlier stuff like um like earlier stuff we did a lot more of like the more simple catchier riffs but mm-hmm. s- still keep it you know um extreme and stuff like the last record yeah well, if it's anything like the last record, I'm sure it's going to be brutal as hell, so I can't wait to listen to it. Um, 
So one thing that we like to end on is um, what advice would you give to your younger self starting out on what advice would you give to someone that like, you know wants to start a band, doesn't know what direction to take? What would be the, the key advice there? Um, do it for yourself, man. Don't do it to please anybody. Just write music for yourself. Write music that you like, that you know moves you, not anybody else. Don't do it to try to please anybody. Um, and have fun doing it. You know that's the most important thing. If you're not having fun, don't do it. Don't waste your mm. time. Find something. Find something that's gonna that you're gonna have fun doing, and you're gonna be happy doing. Not something that you're not. You know that you're gonna regret doing or you're going to regret wasting your time on you know um i think that's something that you know I, I think that's one of the most important things when you're not just in music but in general you know job or whatever you're doing if you're not happy then don't do it you know find something that's mm -hmm. going to make you happy and that you enjoy doing and yeah that's about it i mean besides that obviously you know all the basic stuff fucking practice put in the work do what you have to do to you know to get to where you want to be but i mean i i even tell myself that nowadays you know uh, i i don't i don't practice as much as i would like to or as much as i did when i was younger when i had all the time in the world when i'd have to worry about fucking you know working or paying bills or doing whatever the fuck you have to do when you're an adult you know i obviously had more time in my hands and i was able to practice all the time and i'm glad that i did do that because now that i don't it have helps you out in the long run yeah yeah now that mm -hmm. i don't have the time it, it, you know it um it sucks but you know i try my best to to you know to do to use up the time that i do have um the way it should be but yeah i mean i, I guess that would that would be it i mean you know fucking put in the work man that's all that's all it really takes you know and like i said it's not in music in general if you want to be i don't know any, anything else you fucking i don't know fucking if you want to be a graffiti artist or just you know draw fucking artworks for bands or whatever you want to do just put in the time put in the practice and yep. have fun doing it if you're not having fun don't fucking do it it's that easy <laughs> yeah no, that, that's that's great advice man like <laughs> it, it really is um, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, yep. like, we've genuinely really enjoyed the interview. Um, it feels like great, like having someone on because um, I think for me and Brad, Skeletal Remains have been like probably one of our top bands um, to listen to. Like we've been massive fans of death metal for years, and you guys really capture that sort of like brutal all-round sound that everyone really wants to look for in death metal. Um, yep. So having you on has been really fucking great like for us like cool man and you guys Thanks, you guys put on a killer performance when you play with Miss West when he came to Leeds that was a great show so I hope you guys are yeah, coming I, again I, I see you're wearing that is that the sweater from uh, Boom Leeds in Leeds right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh cool 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 yeah, yeah. That, that was a that was a killer tour uh, man um yeah we had a lot of fun on that tour that I I I just can't wait to get that was the last tour we did so i just cannot wait to get back out there and start doing shows again and play the new music for everybody because we haven't had a chance you know we released this record during the pandemic and we haven't had a chance to play any of this new stuff but um you know that's what i'm mostly looking forward to and yeah man thank you guys for having me i you know uh, i appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, hopefully we'll see each other, you know, in the future and we'll have some drinks yeah. or something together. if you're ever in leeds yeah hit us up and we'll, we'll go for some beers and that yeah sounds good man just, uh, 
try not to lose any members this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we're pretty good right now with the members. I mean, everyone seems to be on top of their shit. Um, like, you know, uh, like I said, when that whole situation with Joe is, you know, I can't blame him, man. You know, we're he, it was his first time in Europe. He yeah. wants to, he want he wanted to have fun, you know, and I'm glad he did. But we were just mostly worried. I mean, we're just mostly worried about him fucking being, uh, you know, dead somewhere in a yeah. ditch or fucking, you know, fucking. I don't know. Just we were just worried that you know he that if he was okay. But you know, we found him. Everything, everything, everything was okay. But but yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen again. I <laughs> definitely suck dealing dealing with that shit. But but yeah, man. Um, hopefully we'll be back in Leeds. Uh, you know, maybe next year. I think there was plans of us doing some some stuff with um some uh some some shows there in, in the uk in general so uh yeah hopefully hopefully it works out i think we were i mean i've been talking to the dudes from cryptic shift so maybe we I, maybe we'll do some stuff together with them i don't know but uh hopefully we'll be back we'll be back towards that way next year or something yeah, yeah man, i'm that for sick man yeah absolutely cool, man. we'll be there yeah. cool yeah. man thanks again yeah, thank man. you so much take care <laughs> Let's go.